So okay. you think you'd be a good spy? I think I would be a great spy because all I heard was an address mentioned one time. And not only did I repeat it back to you, but I knew where it was and what was housed at that address in the 40s. So just saying. Why do you think I wouldn't be a good spy? That would make you a good history teacher. <laughs> yeah, but history teachers don't need to have the memorization. Well, and, you know, think of Indiana Jones, the completely factual account of an anthropology professor who's also a spy and a sort of superhero, an action, an action person. Action person. Shut up. <laughs> Get out of my room. Hey, no, sisters. Hey, sisters. Oh, you over me. Try it again. Hey, sisters. Hey, sisters. It's Jesse And Gretchen. And we're here to save your soul. No, not tonight. <laughs> we are the... Oh, wow, I am messing up. Yeah, this hard. is a podcast by sisters for everyone. And about sisters. About sisters. Oh, my gosh. So to, the reason that we're talking in code... Well, we're going to just go with it. The that reason lies at midnight. We're talking in code is because today we're talking about sister spies and we each found a group of sisters or well, they're two sisters, but we each found sisters who were both spies in the same like order or executive operation, whatever. Um, we both found them. And they're different sisters who also yeah. didn't know each other. It's very like um, Inception right now. We found them without knowing that the other one found them. We found two different sisters. Different sets of sisters. Two different sets of sisters who were both spies who also didn't know. Well, mine knew each other. The, the ones that I'm going to, the set that I found, they knew each other. They knew that the other was a spy. Oh, okay. The, the group that I found actually didn't know that the other one was a spy. Okay. So two sets. Who? What are the names of yours? Just so that we get. Well, actually, you know, do you want to catch Let's up? Let's talk a little. I, yeah. I want to like talk a little bit about the background here because right. This is not modern day. <laughs> this was um, in 1940 during the Second World War. Right? Am I like losing my mind? Yes, mine were okay. during the Second World War. I don't know when yeah. yours were. Well, the 40s was the Second World War. I just had a moment. Um. Anyway, um, both in England. There was a supporter or were yours in England or were they just part of the, um, the allies? It's specifically, I think this service was specifically women of England and uh, in, of the UK. Okay. Okay. So yeah, this is an order from Winston Churchill, but as we know, it was a world war. There were lots of countries allied with each other. Um, but he set out a SOE, which was the special operations executive and this was set up to wage a secret war. It was um, founded in 1940. Yes. And the, it was tasked with like sabotage and subversion. Like let's get them however we can get them as long as they don't know that we're doing that. So these are your things like code breakers, spies, um, pretty much just code breakers and spies. <laughs> yeah, but they were well, also- no, secret assassins even because they yeah. talk a lot about, actually one thing I talked, and saboteurs okay. they were saboteurs as well so they would plant bombs and things like that aren't saboteurs people that do sabotage yes so when i said sabotage that would cover it. Uh, you said code breakers and spies pretty much that i was just saying that sabotage i was adding nouns to the nouns that you were okay. listing perfect saboteurs code breakers spies secret assassins 
all these people. His famous order was that this group was to set Europe ablaze. Yes. And they were primarily what? They were not primarily women, if that's what you were wanting me to say. I thought they were. Um, Not really. There was probably a group of women, but many were serving soldiers, um, often with commando training. Well, what I have in my article is wrong then. So, yeah. Yeah, mine has it the SOE was primarily women. It was not. It was very, it was, if you can imagine layers of warfare, there was like, the piece everyone saw, which were the soldiers and the people fighting on enemy lines. And then this was like a level underneath that infiltrated all of this and even out into civilian life. So some soldiers may have also been a part of the SOE, but not all were. Gotcha. But they're like, would their commanding officer even know? I don't know that, but a lot of them were commanders. Okay. So like your commander might be part of the SOE, but you weren't. Gotcha. Right. Um, and then, yes, they had people that joined directly from civilian life. So probably what your thing is getting at, your article was getting at, is of the civilian life, there was a high percentage of women because the women weren't on the front lines. Gotcha, then. gotcha. And they, they were the home front anyway. Right. Some of them also enlisted as part of the first aid nursing yeomanry, which now please can we just put ourselves into where this is like UK area. Um, the abbreviation is Fanny. Yes. <laughs> what? I'm not even joking. Two ends and everything. First aid nursing yeomanry. F A N Y. No, oh, not, my goodness. not two ends, but like, I'm like, what dude was sitting behind a desk and was like, we need a women's force. Ooh, oh, let's make it be an acronym for Fanny. Bah. Oh my Which gosh. Probably that's... exactly how it went down. But <laughs> yes, I mean, it's just, I'm sure it was. just stated in the article that I'm reading as if that's. I feel like they forced yeomanry on that. I do too. I definitely. It could have called it a group and it could have been Fang. It could have been um, nurses of. It could have been like army nursing or whatever we call the different variety. The core of nurses, I think. Who even knows? I but, made that up. I feel yeah. like. But, well, whatever. I mean, it's definitely like, well, actually, they're not even necessarily called nurses primarily. They're called like. It's the medical the rank, corps. But this, they're called their rank. They're not called. Yeah. So first aid, nursing, yeomanry. Come on. Come on. Yeah. There's I so many like there's other things be. they could have done. So some some women enlisted as a fanny. So. <laughs> Just so that not all the people that enlisted were part of the SOE, but some of them were, and that was their cover. So gotcha. Yeah. So there were. Um, well, one of mine was in Fanny. Right. Those were the only women permitted in combat. So that's why you're seeing yours say, "Oh, a high percentage," because of the civilian, there was a high percentage of women because gotcha, gotcha. women weren't in combat. But um, it wasn't primarily. It was very very massive in fact the picture that i have has a bunch of like i would call them like green berets or whatever they're called because they all have berets on but they're probably not that do you Um, have photographs i have it's all all men so that shows you like those were the ones that were those were soe agents yeah um they were all men so yeah it wasn't primarily women but a high high percentage of women um were serving as in the civilian part of it yeah i do have some pretty cool pictures i don't know if you want me to share my screen 
but I have like a a gun disguised as a pin. Ooh, like a riding pin. Mm hmm. Okay. At first in my head, it was like a lapel pin. And I was like, that's the world's tiniest gun. What does it shoot? So there's the pin. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. I know. I feel like we might need to capture this somehow and put it up on our Instagram because that's really cool. And then, um, that's a silenced pistol, which I, one of the interesting things, I know we're not to the sisters yet, but I found there's just so much interesting stuff about the SOE. I promise we're getting I just there. love, uh, and I'll be honest, one of my favorite books is Washington Spies. I love um, American Revolutionary War spy tactics, like that era, but I love, I love spies, probably because I would definitely not be a successful spy. Yeah, I agree. Spies are really cool. And to be honest, like, I don't have a, the sisters are really cool to talk about, but there's not a whole ton to talk about with them. Aside from I the feel really- like also once we know the context, it's going to be way, way cooler. There is a lot to talk about with the with the near and sisters, the ones that I have. It's just it's just a really interesting time. I think. Yeah. War was so different back then. Well, and there, there wasn't this, um, you know, a lot of our a lot of spy work, a lot of sabotage and things like that happen electronically now. Right. It, it's just it's not as interesting because it's. To me, I think you have to understand a lot more about technology. Hey, Gretchen, there's a toss back to the last the last podcast in there under that picture. What Scroll picture? up. Admiral Lord Lewis Mountbatten. What? That was um, Philip's last name before he married the queen. Oh, my gosh. I was thinking it was the one about the sisters that oh. I, I for some reason I forgot <laughs> we did that other one on um, Elizabeth yeah. and I, Margaret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in a. I was not there. I was like, Marigat, I think is who you're talking about. Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, probably a brother. One of the things that women did a lot, the civilian women at least, um, did a lot of like code breaking these 24 hour shifts with like trying to spy on German ships and such. Um, and that's where one of my sisters worked and, um, and the other one actually was traveling and did spy work traveling. So they were two different. Both of mine um, were in combat. And one of them, this the second sister from the Sacred Order of the Second Sister, has a very deep, deep story to tell. Well, that's interesting because and I'll just, I'll just give you the overview of mine because I very have a I have a very short. I really wanted to just kind of set up the SOE. I hate want to say SEO because of SEO, but all right. So the sisters that I I brought to the table tonight are Patricia Davis and Jean Argyle, and they were both spies with the SOE. Uh, the older sister was stayed in in London, I think. Actually, they the cool thing was they didn't know each other. They knew they were doing work during the war, but Jean actually traveled to. Um, multiple places i thought i wrote it down good job gretchen i definitely did oh yeah i did cairo and then she stayed in italy for a long time cool but patricia did not so they kind of knew they were doing things but not what they were doing and they actually both trained at which like maybe everyone did but no there's no way everyone did but they both trained at 64 baker street which you can still visit i believe which was the headquarters of the soe and at different times so they didn't even know they'd both gone through the same training wow. and they did all their spy stuff. All their spy stuff. It took four decades for it to come out that they had both worked as spies. No way. Yeah. So they both 
had they didn't talk about it. I mean, they knew they did work. And the way they put it, just one day, one of them said, so what exactly, you know, did you do? And then they felt safe enough to say <clears throat> that they were a spy. And that's how they found out. Wow. Yeah. So the sisters, it's, I just, it, there's not really a lot to say. There's, it's cute. It's a really short YouTube video. I think it's, it's like three minutes long about their lives during World War II. And it's cute. I would say just go watch it if you find this interesting, just for some pictures. And and they're um, Jean and Patricia. Patricia Davis and Jean Argyle. So okay. maybe one of them got married or something. Um, but they, when this, so let's see, was this recently? I didn't actually look. Anyway, they found out in their 80s. That's so precious. And the interview is done when they're in their 90s. Wow. So also being a spy helps you live long. I guess or so. not or not at all. I believe you either live long or you die young. Yes. So that's really that's really all that I wanted to bring to the table was that cool SOE little factoid. Yeah. Tableau and the sisters. Very cool. I love that they didn't know because okay, so I'm covering Jacqueline and Eileen Nairn or Nairn. Um, so I'm just gonna call them Eileen and Jacqueline because we already butchered one set of sisters' last names in the past couple weeks. Um, so they were heavily involved and we know a lot more about what they did. I mean, Jean and Patricia could have easily been as involved as these women were, but, um, Jacqueline was in France and Germany and she joined, um, Fanny as, as first aid, but I just can't. I mean, I said it a lot. The F-A-N-Y. How about that? It's just joined the f-a-n-y yeah i'm 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 gonna get some factoids on this while you're going here girl because there's got to be someone that has done some uncovering of that um so they were living in france and in 1940 they made their way to england from france jacqueline was 24 and eileen was 19 um jacqueline immediately signed up for the women's army service and tried out (laughs) F-A-N-Y, Fanny, but, um, and they of course were fluent in French too, but she couldn't drive at night. So she was asked to do this other thing. So she learned Morse code. She learned how to parachute. She learned all this stuff. Um, and all, that was all part of some of it was she learned through Fanny, but the rest of it was part of the SOE. And then, um, she would wear her of course she was, you know, undercover, but then, um, she could not keep it a secret from her sister. So unlike your sisters, she confided in her sister and Eileen said, okay, me too. So Jacqueline was sent to France to track Nazi movement. And she had a suitcase with a secret Morse code, uh, transmitter in the lining. So she went and traveled through France as just like That's a, cool. yeah, like she was just a tour, like she wasn't tourist because there wasn't like real tourism there. She was just in France, fluent in French. It worked out. Um, but she made them promise, like, if I'm going to go front lines with this, you have to keep my little sister safe and was very worried. Like she felt guilty about her sister joining the SOE. She was very uh, like protective of her sister. So she goes and does her, her tracking and, um, she at one point oversaw the Paris network of, of SOE women 
That's why I thought it was mostly women because it's like all women in my story. I I think that, you know, the F-A-N-Y had a lot to do with because it, it seems just from what I've read, it seems like that was the place for women spies who really did stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a good cover. Like, yeah, I'm here to take care of the men. Just a funny. <laughs> I don't think we're supposed to say that. <laughs> no, but I, I can't um, even like but... I, did, I did find out just so for a fun tie it back together to the last podcast. It was a member of the F.A.N.Y. that taught Queen Elizabeth to drive. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, Well, she maybe she drove at night better than our friend Jacqueline did. <laughs> I feel like oldest sister can't drive at night shadowing um but they didn't keep their word to Jacqueline and sent Eileen to parachute into occupied France she was captured um she also had a secret Morse code transmitter and then was captured in the middle of the transmission the Gestapo entered her hotel room arrested her and she was put into Ravensbrück concentration camp Different than Ravenclaw. De- definitely different than Ravenclaw. Um, but sh- she was put into the concentration camp. Head was shaved. She was starved, but oh she gosh. refused. Not only did she refuse to say anything, but she even refused to do prison work for them. So she was frequently threatened with with death. Death. She was frequently tortured for this, but she. Um, you know, it says in this article that giving into the enemy wasn't in her nature and she was mm. sentenced to hard labor. Um, they sent her to a different camp and all of this Jacqueline finds out after she returns home after her most recent mission. So her sister has been captured. Um, she ran away in 1945. She they were transporting. They were marching the women from camp to camp. And she and two wow. other women made a break for it. Um, Holy cow. They hid in the forest, found shelter in a nearby village. And this was, so this was in Poland that this happened. So they found shelter in the village and the Polish people were helping her. She was connected with allies. And although it was still uncertain she was able to make her way back. And I ha- like, there's nothing that says how that happened because that's reliant upon Eileen talking about it. And she refused up until the day of her death. She refused to talk about it. Um, she like, they know all this from little bits and pieces that she said, but she, there's one like, like that after running from that marching line to being reunited with Jacqueline in France, there's no word. I mean, would you want to relive that? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't know. Obviously, no one knows what it was like. But I mean, can you imagine even like <clears throat> starting starting bad? She was starved, starting on a bad foot, and then having to probably make it worse before it got yeah. better. Well, and neither of them married. Jacqueline was she. What she said was she was too busy during the war to even look for a husband. Um, but then she started to take care of Eileen when they returned. They both got the. Roy de Guerre, Guerre, it's some some medal of honor, like the War Cross kind of thing. Yes, I'm assuming it's called it's Quoi? War Cross. Quoi? Sure, your French is way better than mine. No, it's not. I just know like it just sounded way better than mine. Oh, that's a that's a number disregard. I don't know French words. I just knew a French thing from ballet, but it wasn't cross. Gotcha. 
Um, they also opened up to their niece and kind of told her, their niece Odile what everything was like, and that and she said um, that Eileen was frequently paranoid and was PT like it's what we now know as PTSD. Okay, hold on one second. Holding Croix de Guerre. Croix de Guerre. Um, so Eileen did appear on TV once to talk about her experience in general as an SOE spy, but she wore a wig and spoke only in French to conceal her voice. Wow. So she was terrorized probably by these memories and who wouldn't be. Yeah. But I also feel bad for Jacqueline because she was the protective big sister who felt guilty for getting her sister involved and then, you know, promise me you'll take care of her. And then she gets sent into the lion's den and ends up with this terrible experience. Um, Eileen died in 2010. She was 89 years old and again, long life. Well, longish life. Um, I think I probably don't think that when I'm 89. Well, she was such a recluse that no one even knew that she died. Oh and, God! She and, like eaten by a cat. No, 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 no. But her body wasn't found for a few days. But the so council did she have a cat? Wait, wait, wait. The council administrator that that processed this found a note in her file about her um, military experience. So instead of having like just a you know a general respectful kind of pauper's funeral type of thing. She had a military hero's burial. Um, oh, cool. She, what, a flag covered her coffin and she was proceeded through the town. The um, All of her medals, that they polished them and laid them on a cushion so everybody could like go pay respects and see her medals. And um, they did find, she had saved all of her orders and papers that she didn't have to destroy everything else she had saved from the war. And they mm-hmm. found a lot of that paraphernalia at her home and it was on display. And I just love that that council administrator yeah. was able to do that for her. Yeah, that is cool. So that's the story of mostly Eileen because Jacqueline like did her service and came home, but then finally found her sister. It's a good story. Yeah. And I wonder, like, I love, I love code breakers and, um, what's the Canadian one about the women in the bomb factory bomb girls. Oh, the, a show. Yes. Code breakers is, I think so. Because I I watched that. That's, that's like over, right? It's not still going on. Yeah, no, but it, it ended suddenly and made me sad. I'm never prepared for really good shows to end. Yeah. 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 Yes, you're right. That was a really good show. I forgot about it. It was so good. Oh, dang. Yeah, that was really good. And it was two seasons. Didn't they do a movie or were they slated to do a movie? And then there's Code Breakers with that one completely unsung. It was intended to be six parts, but only two scenes aired. That stinks. Bring it back. Bring back Bomb Girls. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Code Breakers was a film, I thought, about the women but all I'm getting is some football movie. Code Girls. Code Girls. The Code Breakers, the comprehensive history of secret ancient times to the internet. Oh, Lord, Lord. That sounds like a book you'd like, but. Yes. World War II Code Breakers. All of them women get together to solve a serial murder in the Bletchley Circle. So it's part, it's also part like once the women were done with their war service, they were expected to go back to being these demure housewives, mm-hmm. which we all know how that went. 
not well. Not well. And it also ties into a league of their own because without the war, women wouldn't have ever played baseball in skirts. There's no crying in baseball, though. There is no crying in baseball or code breaking. Nope. Or for Eileen Nairn concentration camps. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a very cool story, though. Yeah. I would have loved to have known her. <clears throat> she probably would not talk to you. She seemed a bit scarred. That's true. I had a, a woman and man in one of my painting classes in college who, not me teaching, I was in the class, but they were both in concentration camps. And all of his paintings were vignettes of, of his life in concentration camp as a very small child. And it was, how? but it was, it was really cool though. Like it was, I mean, it is cool, but it is kind of like depressing to think someone's still sitting with that. So ingrained in their head. Well, he, the reason he said he did it was that the stories didn't get lost. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, but like, I remember one of his paintings and he always wrote in Hebrew on the painting, the story that was happening. Um, Mm -hmm. But one of his paintings was like him and his brother playing with some like round thing and you barely see it, but there's boots of soldiers just outside of where they're playing. So like that was, that was really impacted me because it's like, they were always, they were always being watched. Yeah. They weren't free to really play. They weren't playing like kids. Right. Right. And her, his, his wife did was, he was Polish and he had a tattoo. Uh, a number tattoo, but she didn't. She, her mother was taken into service as a maid. So she was cared for a little better than, than other kids. Wow. But then these, these fanny women, these fannies went and I just like, it's very odd to me that I'm like, you can look it up and it's all, I mean, yeah, it's, you want to be respectful, obviously. Yeah. That's what they were called, but no one has put that together before I did. Cannot be a thing. I, I'm hoping that that's like a common thing to be like, what the heck were they thinking? This name called Fanny. Yeah. I just am like, I can't, I cannot be the only one astounded by that when it's not even really like for me, it's not even that vulgar to say because I'm in my language I'm talking about or my same language, but my dialect, I'm talking about a butt. Yeah. I can't even, and I'm sure they say F-A-N-Y, but still it's one in away from. Right. And there's so many other things that we can say other than yeomanry. Well, okay. So one thing I did find is that it was actually, I don't know if they changed it, but it'll say like, um, where was it? Stand by. So like Wikipedia, for example. Yeah. It says the first aid nursing yeomanry in parentheses, Princess Royals Volunteer Corps, which I don't know if that's that much better. Right. Um, that makes me think PRBC. Like- so I'm like, I'm wondering if someone tried to change the name because of that. Because even on their patch, no, it's, it has F-A-N-Y. What in this? What? How did that even? And nothing is like. Okay. So if you, if you Google oh, F-A-N-Y. Oh, because the Princess Royal was their commander in chief. Right. It's like the Princess Pat Light Infantry that was all men. Right, 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 right. Okay. Which is the song. Did you know this? The camp song, The Princess Pat Lived in a Tree. She no. sailed across. It's, oh, it's a common camp song, but it's actually like completely bastardized version of the Princess Pat Light Infantry song. It's just yeah. kids didn't know what people were singing. I would have to know a lot to be like, to get that. There's like three people listening like, oh, I didn't know that. 
Um, but if you Google F-A-N-Y, you first get um, like a whole page of can't read it on a podcast without clicking explicit results. And then you get in the Collins English Dictionary, you get first aid nursing yeomanry. But they did call them. I Wait, now I wonder, did the vulgar interpretation of the word come from this? Because they say that fannies were a oh. member of the organization. Oh, my gosh. Okay. What is the word for like background on a word? Etymology. Etymology. Don't worry. I'm already doing etymology of Fanny. Okay. Oh, this one gives us all oh. sorts of things. This one puts it back dated into Fanny Hill or Memoirs of a Woman of Pleasure in 1748. And also it's an abbreviation of Francis, like Fanny Dooley. And um, yeah, no, I know that's a name, but why here's a, a blog so we should definitely read this as fact um, <laughs> i've got the online etymology fanny. dictionary go ahead why it's called fanny it means a bunch of things it was originally used in the late 1830s for slang do you know that mooning is specifically to showing out of a car window no well in the most british the thing that ever british there was a bbc sitcom called hello hello and there was Madame Fanny Lafan. All right. Bye, sisters. Bye, sisters.